So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Let's transition and talk about poop. <laughs> we, get, we keep saying the poop diet. Right. Now, by the way, for those of you that are listening or watching, I just want to stress to you again, like this is a part, like, you know what fascinates me? Like, I'll ask people, they're like, oh, I'm just, I'm really unhealthy and I want to, you know, I want to lose weight. And I'll just say, how many times a day do you poop? Which is a really fun question when you like just met somebody, right? Because right? they're like, what? And I say, well, is it once a week? Is it once a day? Is it twice a week? And they go, oh my God, it's like, you know, like maybe like once a week. And I just think to myself, you're full of blank, right? And then I'll say, well, how many meals do you have per day? Well, I have three. And I'm like, so how many times do you think you should be going to the bathroom per day? And people have like X's on their eyes. Like, how is that not common sense? Right, right. I'm sorry. We're talking gut health, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Poop test. And it's, it's super important. It's, it's yes. super important. And it's, it's amazing. Again, another one of those things we learn nothing about, right? The poop is, you don't talk about poop. Oh, right? no. And most people aren't raised in a family where poop ever comes up. Yes. My wife is right here. We talk about poop all the time. <laughs> So and funny. you know when I was when I was starting my my new career path into yes. functional medicine and I started in Chinese medicine the Chinese are all about the poop right yes. was, wanted to know everything about it we had to know all of the details mm -hmm. in in functional medicine you know there's so much we can tell yeah. in the poop because if you think about it it's the downstream mm -hmm. effect of all of the digestive process so yep. um, most of you are familiar with things like colonoscopies yep. and and endoscopies that's looking at the mechanical function. Do mm -hmm. I have a tumor? Do I yes. have, you know, some kind of a pocket or a polyp or something like that? But you can't look in the colon uh, or the digestive system and tell whether or not you have enough of the right kinds of enzymes or the mm -hmm. right kinds of bacteria. Yep. And for those of you out there who are paying any kind of attention, this bacteria, the good bacteria, the microbiome, we call it, is mm -hmm. critical. Yes. Uh, we know now that about 37 pounds of you is that bacteria that you're carrying around mm -hmm. and it makes all the decisions all day long for everything that's going to happen mm -hmm. in your body so we can tell a lot from the poop by uh you know looking um at these different areas that we can't see in some of the mechanical tests that we can get done in a conventional you know medical office so i can say that a poop test, super critical in my office. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets one. Yep. Uh, it's about a three-day process. And it will look at everything from how just, well Just to clear, it's not a three-day process of pooping. Just Well, it takes three days to collect. So it is a three- <laughs> Yeah. You collect over three days. You collect over three days. And then you send it in. Yeah. And just that- is is interesting conversation with yeah. your spouse. And it's interesting how many of my patients will say, but I don't I you mean it's consecutive days? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like well, I only poop every three days or maybe yeah. once a week. Or, yeah. And again, no former knowledge that it was yeah. important. So, yeah. you know, I mean the minimum is once a day. Mm -hmm. And for those that are really optimized, you watch your dog, folks. They poop after every meal, right? Bingo. Humans should do the same yes. thing. Yes. Um and but it takes some optimization to get that to happen. So we're able to look at the stool and tell uh, whether or not you digest the food you ate, whether you're absorbing all the nutrients mm -hmm. that you need to absorb, whether you have any inflammation in there, whether there's parasites or bacteria or fungus, or it's a lot of information. If any we of could those- tell, We could talk parasite stories that- 
Yeah. And people are like, oh, but I've never traveled out of the country. You think, people think you have to go to like to India or someplace no, like, to get a parasite. Have you no, ever had a hamburger? just went down to in and out <laughs> yeah, You've got a parasite, yeah. guys. Have you ever had sushi? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever had food? Yeah. There's parasites. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, um, so it's important to, to look at that digestive function because mm-hmm. here's the deal. The digestive system is where you intake mm-hmm. all of the nutrients that are going to fuel all of the processes of the yes. body. So if you aren't, um, you know, all of us seem to be eating plenty when mm-hmm. you look at our population. So mm-hmm. it's not that we're not eating nutrients, but we're not absorbing them. Yeah. So we are malnourished in a sense, even though we may not look like that on the outside. Mm-hmm. And you can be grossly obese and be malnourished. Yeah, actually, yeah. Men, most would be. Right? Yeah. Most, most obese people are. And so the digestive system is really where it starts. It is the the key beginning in a functional medicine environment is to look at the function of one of the most important systems. And it has a direct line to the brain, right? So you hear this gut-brain mm-hmm. interaction. They, um, you know, there's many out there now that are saying that the gut is actually the first brain and it's where all that microbiome is yep. stored. And if we don't keep that bacteria healthy, it is, doesn't matter what's going mm-hmm. on up here. So a poop test is super important. And I have all of my clients do it because once you see that on paper, there's, there's no going back from that, right? Mm-hmm. You are, you have to change that. Mm-hmm. When you optimize the gut, you now have made a major difference in the function of the whole body just yep. in that one space. Yes. So super important. But again, I think what was cool about working with you in the very beginning, and obviously we have an ongoing, you know, incredible relationship. I knew to do my blood back from like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. in like the early 90s, like right. uh, Stu Middleman and his wife, right? were like doing blood work in the back of the room. And I was right. like, oh, I'm going to go check that out, right? And they would show us our blood like in real time under yes. a microscope. Dark was, field microscopy, Right? Yeah. It was crazy. And then Peter Diamandis and others, but like you're the first person that said, no, you really need to check all three. Right. And I knew it was like, I knew, the, I think the thing that freaks people out is there's so much noise and so much confusion and so much sort of like, this is the way, right? but not enough people saying, you need to check out your body first mm-hmm. and then make some good decisions. Right. Is that fair? Absolutely. Right? Because it's easy to say, here's a diet. Right. And here's the, a program. And the reason why, you know, there's all of that exists is because we're all different yeah. at the baseline. Yep. So if we're all different, what ends up happening is you get a bunch of different stuff flying around yeah. out there, but is it the right thing for you? Yeah. This is called personalized approach to medicine or personalized approach to health. Um, And you're not going to know what is going to work best for you until you know what's not working. And so that's where, again, I think building, I I talk to my clients about building a health optimization plan. Mm -hmm. Well, it starts with understanding what's not optimized already, right? Where is the function already a problem? And where is your lifestyle contributing to that, right? So that's kind of where we start. And the lab's honestly aren't something I need to necessarily see because I can tell after all the years I've been doing this just mm-hmm. by talking to you what I would need to do. It's yeah. evidence for you. Yes. Right? Because if that's I can't a, That's give, an interesting distinction. Yeah. If I can't give yeah. you a reason to have a strong enough why to yeah. go on and make the changes I'm going to ask you to make, we're not going to be successful. So the labs are really the evidence that we're gathering. Mm-hmm. And it does. It tightens up my suggestions about supplements that you might take or different yeah. kinds of treatments you might need. But the evidence is there for you to kind of fuel your why that you're going to go on to carry out the plan. <clears throat> so, so even though I say uh, it's a very confusing space, even before blood and, and poop and spit – you said, hey, look, there's like five core things that like, obviously each one's going to be customized based upon the results, right. but like there's five core things you have to do. Right. <clears throat> I think it'd be really good right now for the listener just to say, hey, no matter what, 
right? Here's five core things. Mm -hmm. By doing though, the blood, the poop, and the spit, you can really optimize it and more customize it. Is right. that, is that exactly. the right way to describe it? Exactly. So yes. talk to us about those five most important actions. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be what people think, right? Because yeah. everybody's expecting me to say diet Eat less, work, one. Yeah, work out more. Exercise is number yeah, two. No. There's five things. <laughs> number one is sleep, guys. Sleep. Yeah. And if you're not if you're not getting enough, and, and more importantly, you're not getting the right quality, mm -hmm. deep enough sleep. Yeah, it's when the body repairs itself. So if we're not optimizing sleep, we're not repairing. It would yeah. be like, it would be like a drive-through auto mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. You pull in and you say you got one minute to fix everything. And yeah, they're not going to be able to do that. Same thing. If you get into bed and you don't sleep deeply, your body will not repair. Okay, I'm literally pulling up my sleep cycle app which I swear by, and if you have not checked this out, I strongly recommend it. Uh, last night, I had a 72% effective night of rest. Very good. I have now been tracking, Pam, 2,197 nights. And when I started, I was at 4.2 hours of sleep per night. Wow. Because I had this hallucination in my head that like, I, I'll die, and that's when I'll finally catch up on all my rest. Right. right? Like that was like, literally, that was my mindset. I'm now at seven hours and seven minutes which to me almost seems insane. But when I look at like the statistics and I see like the numbers tracking, like look at this horrible night of sleep. I was in bed seven hours and 50 minutes, but I only, and I'm trying to show you on the camera here, I only really got two deep REM right. sleep cycles, which is why <clears throat> I had a bad night of sleep, yeah. right? If I have a really good night, I'll be like 85, 90% and mm -hmm. I'll get four deep REM sleep cycles. Right. Explain to the people that are listening or watching, what is that and why does it matter? Well, first of all, I would say that the minimum amount of time you have to sleep is going to be seven hours minimum. Yeah. Right. Optimal's eight. For some of us, it's going to be nine. And Eamon is now saying eight if you want your brain to do that natural detox wash, which right. happens after seven hours. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the the there's different levels of sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep. You spend, you know, probably more time in REM. Deep is a, a little bit less often yeah. of a, a part of the pattern at night. But there's definitely a certain pattern that yes. happens. And it's during those times that many of the uh, metabolic processes repair themselves, yep. right? You get the brain wash out, you make human growth hormone. Yep. I think that happens like before 2 a.m. So if yeah. you're going to bed at midnight, yeah. you've missed the window yeah. to even create the right yes. hormones. Um, and just repair, tissue repair, everything that you did, you know, we damage our body all day long, pollution, stress, bad diet. Yep. And then we go to bed and that's when the body fixes itself. Yes. So if we don't have optimized quality of sleep, and there's lots of reasons why people don't get sleep. They mm -hmm. don't allow enough time. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have the right environment for sleep. It's mm -hmm. got to be cool. It's got to be dark. It's got to be quiet, mm -hmm. which is challenging, you know, in our day. We use our electronics too close to bedtime, right? Should be an hour no electronics an hour before mm -hmm. bed. Uh, so we don't have good what I call sleep hygiene. Yeah. Or we have a problem, right? The hormones are out yes. of balance. Cortisol is too high. Um, you know, many of the menopausal you, women you I drink work with. caffeine or, at 7 o'clock yeah. at night or something right. like that. And alcohol right? is a big alcohol. Right. Alcohol at night really disturbs the sleep. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some really great science data on that. Matthew yeah. Walker's new book, yeah. How We Sleep. So it's, it is, um, it, it's number one. 
It's yeah. the most critical thing. If you don't sleep, all bets are off. We can't optimize. So a lot of my friends now, we used to brag, like as these you know crazy entrepreneurs, guys and gals, we'd all say like, oh man, I'm getting four hours a night of sleep, man. I was like bur- burning the midnight oil. I was up till 2 a.m. Now we all brag about what time we go to bed. Yeah. I was in bed by nine. It was a Friday night. Yes. Yeah. I think a big part of it is just changing people's paradigm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like people just like, maybe the lack of awareness of recognizing my body needs to rest so I can heal up so I can go out and attack. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, but it used they, to be a badge of honor to, to be able to yes. get by on three or four hours a night. Exactly. We know now that that is ultimately going to be an early death. Yeah. And, and definitely, you know, you're not going to make the longevity or health span that we talked about. Yes. So sleep is, you know, absolutely sleep is number one. Number one. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. What's number two? Um, I would say it's not even number two. It's like 1.1. Okay, good. Okay. 1A. 1A. Yes. And um, it, because it's that important, but yeah. but it can't, nothing trumps sleep. So mm-hmm. it's stress response management. Yes. So when I, 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 I recognize, I just haven't come up with a better term for it. When I, I say that to my patients, I get this sort of blank stare like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah. We all have stress. There's no way to get around it. I don't care. I have people tell me, I don't have any stress. I have all the money I want and great relationships. I'm like, you have stress. You live in this world, you have stress. Yeah. And stress you don't even recognize, like the pollution and EMFs mm-hmm. and whatever, physical stress. Mm-hmm. You have to have a daily plan for how you are going to respond, both emotionally and physically, mm-hmm. to the stress that you are exposed to. And there's very few things that qualify for this. And I kind of think of it as I put on my suit of armor in the morning to protect me from the stress I'm going to have during my day. Mm -hmm. There's really basically maybe three things that fit into that category. Meditation. I was so glad you said that. Yeah. Yes. Meditation is really the key, folks. Meditation, all different forms, Mm -hmm. TM, mindfulness, just do one. Get an app on your phone, do meditation. Exactly. Biofeedback, which is just a form uh-huh. of meditation, but I I kind of think biofeedback tricks the brain a little mm-hmm. bit because when many of us are in a super stressed out mode, very high levels of cortisol, your brain, the primitive brain, thinks that you are in danger because the primitive brain recognizes two modes, death and vacation. Mm-hmm. And since most of us aren't even on vacation when we're on vacation, death is pretty much where we're at. So the brain wants you to be running away from whatever's trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. So when many people sit down to meditate, they're like, oh, I, can't, I can't turn off my brain. I can't do it. Um, biofeedback is still meditation, deep breath, mm-hmm. which is the deep breath is the only signal to the nervous system that you're not going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Everything involves deep breath if you think about it. Meditation's deep breathing. Biofeedback's deep breathing, but you're usually holding your phone. It's an app. Your eyes are open. So your brain gets a little bit tricked thinking that you're doing something, even though you're actually deep breathing and changing your heart rate variability, which is very important. That's a whole podcast on its own. Um, And then um, yoga. Some forms of yoga, mm-hmm. not stressful forms of yoga, like not power 100, yoga 115 or 115 degree, degree yoga, <laughs> but your traditional forms of, of yeah. yoga and, yes. and restorative yoga. So everybody can do yoga. 
everybody, no matter what your physical yeah. um, abilities are, you can do, there's many different forms that you can take. But but again, what is the premise of yoga? Deep breath. Mm-hmm. Deep breath under Quite duress, mind, which is yeah. a pose that you're having a really hard time holding. It's about deep breathing through that. So it's it's all about deep breathing. That's the only thing that qualifies mm-hmm. as a fix to this. Where sleep had several things, yes, this doesn't. Yeah, it's basically that. Yeah, um, there are supplemental things we can do to help calm cortisol. Mm-hmm. But I always tell my patients, you have to start with this first because if you don't do that, it doesn't matter what I give you; isn't going to fix it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pam, just give me the pills. <laughs> You're like, There's no, no, no pill. No pill to fix it. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about breathing and doing it as often as you can. But I think starting the day that way. Mm-hmm. And ending at least the bookends of the day. So you got to at least do that. So Tristan right here, uh, I don't know where we were last week. And and literally, uh, RJ and Tristan walk inside my, my hotel suite. And I am, I, basically, I could have just snapped. I could have just killed someone. Because I was looking at two weeks of work that I'm behind on. Mm-hmm. Phone calls, text, all these new disciplines I've taken on, all this stuff, my to-do list. And I, and I had to go get fired up and go to a seminar. And I literally, I'm like... We need to do a meditation. <laughs> Tristan's like, yeah, whatever, let's go. And all the, it was like a calm app, 11 mm-hmm. minute meditation. As soon as it was done, I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Like it is just, it is just remarkable to just stop and have that awareness and say, okay, I'm feeling the stress and tension of this listing I'm about to launch, this deal that's falling apart. My spouse just called me and said, hey, you know, like I feel like we're not connected right now or the kids are missing you or whatever it is and not to react, Mm -hmm. but instead to stop, do a little meditation, eight, 10 minutes, something and just create some mindfulness. Yes, and that switches the nervous system from death to vacation mode. Instantly. Yes. Yeah. I was in Minnesota. I don't think in January. It was not vacation mode. <laughs> I'm not knocking in Minnesota. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was an indoor there. deal. Yeah. <laughs> so what's number, is it two or is it one B? Yeah. Well, I think number number two yeah. would be exercise. Yes. Now, I haven't gone to diet yet. I know. It's exercise. impressive. Yeah. It's critical. Mm-hmm. It is really critical for longevity and health span. Yes. If you are not doing it, you need to be doing it every day day every Every day day. every day some kind of movement on a daily basis okay now a few days a week it should be something definitely much more planned and more vigorous could be Mm -hmm. a gym workout a peloton ride whatever but the other days of the week is not on the couch in the bathrobe it is moving whether it's walking Mm -hmm. or doing a little rebounding or a little bit of yoga and i say you know really mix it up what i do see a lot in my practice is people who are really fixated on cardio only i do cardio 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 We need strength training, mm-hmm. we need cardio, we need flexibility, we need balance. So uh, it's it has to be the gamut. One of the easiest- Fit, firm, flexible. Uh, all of I love that. Critical. Yeah. Without yeah, yeah. it, that health span we talked about and certainly the longevity mm-hmm. is not an option. I don't care how good you eat. Yeah. You have to move the body. And yep. you pretty much you have to move every day, at least a few days a week, you need to do it more vigorously, for sure. Cool. What's number three? Would be diet. All right. And this is where it gets tricky for a lot of people because there are so many choices. Yes. And what I would what I would say about most of the meal or food or eating plans out there is they all have pieces and parts that make sense, but none of them are a one size fits all approach. So with nutrition, it takes a little bit of. Um, I think experimentation, mm-hmm. and it helps when you're working with someone like me, where you're seeing all the evidence. We know 
whether or not, say, for instance, you're interested in doing a ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. We can tell by looking at your labs whether or not that's going to be a beneficial approach for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or if you're an athlete, we can talk about whether or not that makes sense. But really at the baseline of nutrition, right? If we just got out of Mother Nature's way, folks, all the food was already created. So if you just stick, here's my tenets on diet, stick as close as you can to the natural food process, right? Now you're referring Eat, to cycles of like, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Uh, well, I'm, I'm talking about first. Or, just or there's the more food green itself. stuff than meat stuff. Yeah. The, the food itself, right? Okay. It is, is um, the, the least amount of processing yes. possible, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, eating fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in my practice, what I tell people is I'm not going to give you a diet. I'm going to give you a picture. Yeah. So just Take a plate. It's a round circle. Mm-hmm. Half of it, at minimum, should be vegetables. Yep. Half of it. Two handfuls. Yep. One quarter of it should be your protein, palm full. I don't care mm-hmm. where that comes from. Mm-hmm. It could be an animal. Make sure it's clean, mm-hmm. organic, grass-fed, wild yeah. all important. Yeah. Um, it could be for people who are vegetarian. It could be a grain protein like quinoa, yep. whatever. But a handful, not a plate mm-hmm. full. Lentils mm-hmm. or beans, not a plate full. Yeah. A handful. <laughs> Notice how big you made that plate, too. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the rest of the plate, which is a pretty tiny little sliver, is I just call it six bites. Yeah. Anything else you think that you might consume at that meal, whether that's mm-hmm. a potato or some rice mm-hmm. or for mm-hmm. your friend Kirk, it was his piece of cake. Yes. Has to fit in there and not be more than six <laughs> bites. Sorry, Kirk Kessel. Yeah. Um, six bites. Yeah. So that limits all yeah. of that other stuff, the processed yep. and all of that. So we had mostly vegetables, mm-hmm. a moderate amount of protein, mm-hmm. minimal amounts of anything else you thought you would have, and then ample amounts of good fats in the process of the cooking and the dressing, olive yeah. oil, coconut oil, yep. nuts, seed, nut butter, sugar snacks in between, a couple pieces of fruit, max, no juice, no dried fruit, mm-hmm. just fruit. It was made that way because the fiber and the sugar in it when you eat that, mm-hmm. it's a slow process in the body. When you squeeze all the juice out of it, it's just sugar water. Yeah. So uh, that's so so for basic. me, that's the basic approach to nutrition. Once you've got that dialed in, and you've got your optimal weight, and you're feeling amazing, and you want to experiment with something like fasting or ketogenic, mm-hmm. or then by all means do it. Yeah. But don't start there. When I made the comment about Joe Rogan, like you know where that came from. It's Jordan Peterson, whose daughter is dealing with some very rare diseases. And the only thing that they discovered through documentation was if she just ate meat, she was able to maintain less pain, greater greater health levels. And then he started doing the same thing. And now all of a sudden Rogan's doing the same thing. But he's experimenting. Right. Clearly. Right. And, and I think that I, I love experimentation. For I'm a sure. total biohacker. Mm-hmm. I am an N of one all the time. However, yeah. I can say that I have a very strong baseline that I started from. If yeah. I didn't create that baseline first, now I'm off biohacking and practicing and experimenting, yeah. it's going to go bad, yeah. really bad. So you have to start there. And I think, and for many people, they don't have to go beyond that. That could just be your be diet. Yes. Right? Um, that is a that is really an optimal health baseline. And that diet, by the way, folks, is very similar to like a Mediterranean diet. Exactly. Okay, so yep. lots of veggies, moderate protein, yeah. moderately high good fat, and very little bits of anything else that doesn't fit in those three categories. Yes, yes. Twinkies aren't on the list. Twinkies aren't on the list. Oh, Occasionally, right? It. It's darn okay it. to have, have <laughs> occasional, Hitting. right? So when I think occasional, I usually give myself... You know, maybe a once a week I can do like some kind of treat yeah. or, yeah. but again, I'm really optimized. So yeah. if I did it two or three times a week, I can make it up in everything else that I'm doing. But for those of you out there who are looking to lose weight or you've got a disease process already, um, these five things are really what you need to be focused on yeah. until you get to a place where you're stable. And then you can play a little bit. Yeah. 
Right. So what's the, so I got sleep, I got stress uh, response management, which is really deep breathing and yoga and meditation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I got exercise, I got diet. What's number four or technically number five? It's, it's, it's a broad category that I'm going to call support. Okay. And it's, it, it is, it's so, so critical. And we really found this in our level up program at mm-hmm. level 10 health is one of the key components to the success of a lot of people in our program has been the community support yeah right and we're seeing that now with all the social media you know and everybody belongs to a lot of different um communities and that support is really critical Mm -hmm. um and uh so i think community support is important i think family support even if your family members aren't going to join you Mm -hmm. in this process they need to know what you're doing yes right so you craft your plan and you present it and you say this is what i'm going to do to get healthy yeah they need to at least know, and yeah. hopefully they'll come along for the ride. But they, yeah. at least, I, I have so many patients that don't do that, and then they end up. It ends up becoming an excuse for why they don't, you know, finish the the plan. Yeah. Uh, but it also can be a roadblock. So I think that support, and then the support of nutritional supplementation, and that can mean many things. And again, that yes. goes back to that evidence, right? Yes. Personalized medicine. What function has already? gone awry has declined and how do we aside from those five things how do we restore function and a lot of times that needs some kind of a what Mm -hmm. i would think of as a nutraceutical treatment or approach and i put that in the support category because supplement means to supplement to support yes don't start there yeah i see all these people in don't don't do don't do supplements but not change your diet still not sleep it it, it is taking the western medicine mentality of give me the pill to fix me yeah over here to functional medicine give me the supplement to fix me i have news for you folks there isn't one you have to do the work yeah and then the supplements can exponentially bingo increase your results If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.